This episode of Goodbye Mellow Brick Road is, of course, as always, brought to you by Bodybuilding.com. We support Bodybuilding.com here at this podcast. We we love it. We really do. We are so about Bodybuilding.com that we have officially changed all of our middle names to Bodybuilding.com here at the podcast network. That's why you can always find me at Dave bodybuilding.com mellow because when i'm sponsored by a company as prestigious as historic and iconic as bodybuilding.com i take it to heart and i get tattoos all over my body i look like fucking the, the fucking girl from that nbc show who had tattoos on her body that's what i look like but it just says bodybuilding.com a lot and if you go, if you click on the link in the episode description, you will be able to go to bodybuilding.com and you can find the best deals on articles, on workout routines, diets, foods, workout equipment, anything you could ever want. It's all at bodybuilding.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things fitness. Just be sure to click that link in the episode description. And you'll help support the podcast. Speaking of the podcast, oh, oh, you're not, you are, you are not ready for the episode that we have for you this week. It is, it is a doozy. It is a whammy. It is a, it is an all timer. It is one of my all time favorite episodes that I've ever done with my dear friend Joey Bate. Joey is, he's just a gem. He is one of the best. He's one of the greats. He he took me in when I was homeless. And and now we're talking we're talking basketball together. It is the NBA tip off week. Celtics played the seventy sixers last night and they won barely. They won at a three pointer on the buzzer by Eddie House. So looking good out there for the Celtics. Pretty sure the Warriors are playing tonight, or last night, when you're listening to this, it'll be last night. Wow, that was quite the game. Those they, those players really played that sport. Good job, guys. You guys did great. You're really representing the sport. An international sport, because Manu Ginobili is no longer in the league. Rest in peace, Manu, and enjoy this NBA-themed podcast with the all-time great Joey Bate. Joey, thank you for being here. You are welcome anytime. You have a standing open invitation. Without further ado, please listen to Joey Bate and me talking basketball. It's a good time. You'll enjoy it. Welcome to this episode of Goodbye Melbrick Road, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And we have a great one for you today. We have on the podcast today one of the best, one of the all time greats. We have Joey Bate. Joey, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you very much, Dave. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on the show with you. It's it is my the honor is all mine to have you here at all in the first place. This is you know it was you reached out to me on Twitter. It was a good it's a great get. I love having you here. And right, right, right. You got a big following, and I mean, <laughs> I could not pass up this opportunity to be on the show with you. That's true. We got all you listeners out there. That's a shout out to you. You're the big following. You know. It's the reason that we that we come home at night. It's for these people. Right, right. It's the reason why you do what you do. Absolutely. 
And so this week, uh, if you follow sports at all, it's been we're doing the it's the kickoff basically of well not the the tip off the kickoff whatever you want to call it the first pitch of the NBA season is upon us for 2018 2019, and to honor the return of basketball professional basketball we are breaking down our top five players top five favorite players in the NBA and NBA of all NBA really. And right, right, right. It's a good uh, right at top, right for my right at number five for me. I have somebody who he was my favorite player when I was a kid, uh, a fan of the Boston Celtics. So just I really gravitated to the shorter players growing up. Like I love Dustin Pedroia, uh, Wes Welker was always very. He's I just love the shorter players. I'm short. I'm white, so I always was drawn to the shorter people, the short white players. And he's not white. But he is—he was the point guard of the team, so he was on the shorter end for basketball players. I have at number five Rajon Rondo. He—he's okay. definitely—I've grown out of favor with him a little bit in recent years because he's kind of just become an asshole. But <laughs> but you know, when I was a kid, he was all about hustle, and he just—he made these amazing passes. He had like the most assists. He had so many triple doubles. I couldn't even keep up with it. Four-time NBA All-Star. He's but now ever since like eight years with the Celtics, and then he bounced around to like Dallas, Chicago. Uh, he's on the Lakers now. I think he played in Sacramento a little bit. And but you know, Rajon Rondo. I love the name Rajon too. It's just he's a, got the alliteration going. It's perfect. I loved Rajon. He was one of the best for me, even though now he's just playing second fiddle in LA, basically. Right, right, right. That's a, that's a definitely a solid pick. You know, he uh, frustrated me because I, as growing up, a big Cavs fan, when the Cavs would play Celtics in the playoffs pretty much every year, he was a frustrating player to watch just because of his handles and just how he assisted the ball. And you really didn't know where the ball was going with his no-look passing and everything, everything like that. He was a true facilitator. So, I mean, that's a pretty solid pick in my opinion. Well, what, thank so, you. Who do you have at your what's number that? five? Thank All you. right, so... It's actually funny because my favorite or my f- number five pick was actually my favorite player. Uh, not growing up, I mean, he's a sh- Chicago kid, Derrick Rose. I was a huge Bull fan. Still, I'm a Bulls fan. I mean, he was a rookie of the year, 2009, MVP his third year in the league. But I mean, he's in his eleventh uh, year in the league, I believe. And you know, injuries really, really, you know, stunted his growth and everything. And Watching him play his MVP season, uh, there was talks that he could be the next Michael Jordan. I mean, he was Chicago's Chicago's kid, you know, born and raised. And I, I mean, he's been with the uh, Chicago, New York Knicks, Cavs, and the Timberwolves. He's on the Timberwolves currently. I would honestly like to really see him um, retire with the Bulls, but just the style he played, how explosive he was, how he could just get to the rim at will, finish on anybody. It was just something truly to watch and really enjoy and just be in awe watching him play. Derrick Rose was... It's... I hate... that like the You never want to see the injuries, and that's really what kind of... It's what brought him to where he is now. Uh, I still think he has it in him, but I still... Ever since the 2008 tournament, the college basketball tournament, March Madness, I couldn't... I cannot get past it where I had Memphis winning... Winning it all in that in that bracket... And I had money riding on that too, and I was only mm-hmm. ten years old back then, so that was like this is like like five dollars was a big deal that I could win, and he could yeah. not hit a free throw to save his life in that game. It was so frustrating to watch Memphis. They had it, and Mario Chalmers took it away, but but I still, you know, I give respect to Rose for all that he's been through in the league. 
Right. It's funny because I remember um, I was actually at a district wrestling tournament that year. I was running on the treadmill to treadmill to cut weight watching that game go on. So, like, I've been watching him since his college years, and then I was super happy when he went to the Bulls. He, he, I think he embodied that Bulls culture with, you know, joking mm-hmm. Noah. That was just Lowell Dang. It was a good team back then. And, it was. And I, as a Celtics fan, I'm really glad that it didn't really pan out for them. Mm-hmm. Well, at my number four position, I have one of, I, growing up in Massachusetts, obviously a Celtics fan, but I had family in Orlando, and so I always gravitated towards the Magic as well, and even though there has been literally nothing to cheer for about the Magic for what feels like eternity, but uh, when I was, when they made this, like, they had like a three-year kind of run where they would be contending every year in the Eastern Conference, and they made it to the finals one year, and were pretty much destroyed by Kobe Bryant in back in 09. But my favorite player from the those Magic teams back in the day was Hito Turkoglu. Uh, oh, okay. He came from Turkey. Uh, there's really not much that he really like provided for the NBA. Uh, I, I looked up just to see if he had any awards or anything, pretty much. And he did win the most improved player back in 2008, apparently. So that's, you know, that's not nothing. And... He's uh, Hito Turkoglu. I think there might have been some steroids involved in those early, early, early 2010s Magic teams, but that's okay. We're gonna ignore that. And I just loved. He was just. I just loved him watching him play back with the Magic. That that Jameer Nelson, uh, Rashard Lewis, those teams. Those. I just Turkoglu. I really just. I was gravitated toward him. He was the first NBA trading card I had too. I love Turkoglu. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I mean, he was more of like a quiet player. I you really didn't hear his name that much. Was, was he a shooting guard or small forward? I think he was a small forward, if I remember correctly. Small forward. Was he uh, more of a three point specialist, if yeah. I remember correctly? He was. He was known for his threes. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And then, did he play on the team with Shaq, or was he more with Dwight Howard? He was more in the uh, the Dwight Howard era. Okay. Okay. He, uh, my cousin, actually. They had a friend who worked for the Magic, and I have a signed Hito Turkoglu shoe in my bedroom at home. Really, that's interesting. I definitely thought you were going to go with Dwight Howard. Oh. But, I mean, Hito Turkoglu is definitely a solid pick. I love He's, Dwight uh, Howard. definitely a dark horse. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I don't, he wouldn't be on most people's list, I don't think. Right, yeah. So, my fourth pick, um, a little bit more more of a dominant player, loved watching him. Didn't get to watch him too much in his earlier years, but it's actually Shaq, Big oh, Diesel. Love I it. mean, right, he was a four-time NBA champ, three, three-time finals MVP, um, pretty much an all-star his whole entire career. The reason why I really like him is because, I mean, the era that he played in was a lot more rougher and, you know, get down in the paint and dominate people. He was just a force to be reckoned with in the paint. I mean, I don't know countless backboards that he brought down and how many people he just posterized. I mean, you you get in the paint, you're gonna have to double triple team. I mean, he's most likely gonna pull off an and one. So I mean, that that's why I like him because he was such a dominant player and the era that they're in. I, I feel like he would be mo- more dominant now because I feel like the the NBA has got more softer, longer, lankier, maybe a little bit quicker. But I feel like he could definitely dominate um, DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. Players like that, I bet, definitely give the Warriors a run for their money. I don't think they could handle him in the paint. No, it's like, 
you're right. The NBA is completely different from what it used to be. Mm-hmm. But like, I still, if you put somebody like Shaq into the mix, then suddenly, like the like the Warriors, they'd have to figure out how to handle him. And because you know, seven foot one down there, that's that's not just like a gimme. He's he was talented as hell, and so like that just it just reshapes the game. Like it it all focuses around Shaq. The same way like it all kind of focuses around LeBron. Like you have to change your whole game plan when you play against LeBron. You have to do that with Shaq and. You know, you like, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't be able to play the same kind of basketball that you would without him. Like the centers, there's basically like LeBron could basically play center right now, and it'd be you you could run an offense like that. But if you had a center like Shaq, that's just a completely different way. That's the only way to beat the Warriors is you got to play a different style of basketball from them. You can't, you're you're not gonna match them. So exactly, you can't play their style. That's what uh, LeBron was talking about. You have to, you can't play towards them because if you play their game, they're gonna beat you every time and. What is, what is LeBron, 260, 270? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Shaq was around 325 pounds. So just imagine getting bodied by just like a behemoth like that. He'd definitely tire you out with your whole entire defense. He's he's definitely, he's one of the all-time greats. and Oh, for sure. For my number three pick, I have another all-time great who is probably the greatest player to ever play for the Celtics. Um if you went by rings, it would be Bill Russell, probably. Or I could see an argument being made for like what Paul Pierce brought to the team. But really, I don't see how it could be anyone except for Larry Bird. He's one of the, one of the, I'd say one of the five greatest players currently in NBA history. He, you know, he won the finals back in the, those 1980s Celtics teams with Parrish and McHale and DJ and Ainge. And he, he won the MVP for two of them. Uh, MVP in the regular season those years too three times he won the NBA all he's in NBA All Star twelve times All NBA first team nine times just Larry Bird Larry Legend now he was a coach too he was now he's president of the Pacers he's just he's his whole life is basketball and and I just I love Larry Bird I love just his aura on the court he, it was just so it looked so he made it look so effortless i don't know how he would survive i don't know if he would survive in the way basketball is played now but back then he looked it made it look effortless and he was known for his trash talking known for that game where he that ad where he was with magic johnson and michael jordan they're just playing shoot around all those ads with the rivals of the time and they all played on team USA together so they weren't really rivals but they definitely were more rivals than the nba is now where they're all on banana boats together so i love larry bird rookie of the year all the good stuff and i have to give him credit for that and i'll put him right in at number three yeah that's a solid pick i mean I obviously didn't get to watch him play, but I mean, from his highlights, everything was just so, so smooth and so fluent. And he, um, he fits into my favorite style of play, like that gritty, gritty trash talking kind of play, to where you know you're gonna get in your face, you're gonna show him that you're the best. And I mean, if a fight breaks out, a fight breaks out. But I mean, he plays in that era that I that I really like, and I wish wish that I was around for to be able to watch. My third pick, um. He's a pretty gritty player himself, you know, trash talker. He takes to Twitter a lot, the process, uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, he's n- newer, obviously newer player in the league, uh, drafted in 2014, already an NBA All-Star. He's averaging 22 points. I mean, his loyalty towards the 76ers of just trusting the process that it's going to come and what they built around him with Ben Simmons and Marco Fultz. I mean, it's just truly coming together, and now they're one of the top teams in the league, but... I just love 
it's kind of like a mind game. Um, he takes a Twitter, he's going to trash talk to people right in their face. I mean, even the videos of him at, at the kids' camps just blocking those little kids. I mean, he doesn't care. You know, um, he's just a tough player, and I, th- I think he's really going to make it and definitely going to be one of the top top NBA players of, of this time. Right now, I expect the Celtics to dominate the East this year, but he's the one player who gives me like like I don't like I don't I'm not nervous about Kawhi yet. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't feel anything about Kawhi being in Toronto, but he's the one that gives me concern about the Celtics in the East. I think he's him and the Seventy Sixers are like they I think they're that they're the one that the Celtics are gonna have to. That's gonna be their hurdle. I think the major hurdle, barring any injuries, of course. But yeah, I remember Joel Embiid back i remember actually i was first exposed to him because i grew up as a florida gators fan and i remember he went to high school in gainesville Uh and i just remember all the gators basketball fans were talking about how like oh he's gonna he's got he's gonna be a gator he's gonna be great this is gonna be awesome and we're gonna like we're gonna win we're gonna win march madness with this guy basically and then he went to he went to Kansas and I just I remember feeling betrayed about something that you couldn't even really feel betrayed about because he never even gave a an inkling that he would want to be a Gator. But that's just my ever since then I've had like kind of a sour taste about Joel Embiid and now he's my rival. So but he I love watching him just play street ball with all these random kids too. Right, and going back to the um the the Raptors, you see that they're number two in the East. I mean that kind of that kind of shook me. Um, with Danny Green and Kawhi coming back, I mean they got swept by the Cav. They got swept, right? I th- Again, I, I believe so. I'm pretty sure, yeah. So, I mean they, 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 they were the first seed going into the playoffs, but I mean getting swept as the number one seed, I mean that's that's pretty rough. I feel like um, that they just can't perform in the playoffs. So to put them at number two in the East um, ahead of, like you said, the 76ers is kind of crazy if you think about it. No, I don't. I think and there, I think a lot, there a lot of it just comes from Kawhi, and, but I don't know that he's gonna be what they think he's gonna be. Like we still don't. He barely played at all last year. We don't know what he's gonna be. I don't know that exactly. I don't think he makes he's, them number two that easily. Mm-hmm, yeah, he has to prove himself all over again. I mean, they expect him just to be the best two way um, wing defender in the league all over again. I mean, he's definitely has to come back and get back in the swing of things and prove himself. So. Did you see that video too of Kawhi's laugh like during a press um, conference? That was that was something that was a little scary. Oh, I haven't. I've, I can't get that out of my head. It's such a yeah. Weird... I mean, I f- I feel like he's trying to laugh. Like I don't know. He's like I've never seen that before. I mean, there's also videos um, of like the evolution of his laugh, which is just like just bizarre because you never see anybody like like Kawhi laughing or being emotional or anything like that. He's a very quiet and kept to himself player. That it's it's a haunting video. If anybody listening wants to go seek that out, uh, yes, you should definitely go and seek that. Out. That is yes, let that haunt you. <laughs> uh, well, for my number two pick, I know this is probably going to be a controversial one because of the team he plays for and how everyone in the NBA hates this team because they just keep winning and every year it's like, oh, I wonder who the Warriors will oh, play. Oh my god! I wonder who they'll play in the finals. But I I will. I will make the argument that Stephen Curry, I go back with him. I That 2008 March Madness tournament is the tournament besides the Gators ones, the one that I've been the most invested in in my entire life. And I watched every Davidson game that he played in, and I was like so enamored with him. He was just 
so incredible. Like, a, it was a basically besides like Jason Richards, the that Davidson team was nothing. But Curry basically he carried them to the Elite Eight, and they were so they almost knocked off Kansas to get to the Final Four. And I remember I remember watching that in my kitchen, and just I just I had never I never watched college basketball as much as I did that year, and I just became attached to this guy I'd never heard of before. And ever since, like, I was rooting for him when he got picked by the Warriors. I was like, all right, he's going to prove himself. And I remember watching him become this great player. I was just so, like, happy for him. And then he won the championship for the first time in 2015, and he won the MVP that year. And I just felt, I felt like my loyalty was rewarded. And then he, like, I think it got to his head a little bit, like, the mouth guard and, like, throwing that into the crowd and just, like, the ego that came out of that. And he's still, obviously, he's probably the greatest shooter I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, maybe him or Ray Allen, but I still have a soft spot for those years at Davidson Curry. He really, he really got me, and I was a fan for life after that. Even if he makes it a little bit harder now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, def- I definitely thought you were gonna say uh, Kevin Durant. I'm, he's probably my least favorite player in the league because, I mean, I understand you're trying to build a dynasty, but the move he made, uh, it just made LeBron's move like ten times weaker. But. I understand you want to win championships, but I, I believe his, his uh, legacy will be tarnished. But Stephen Curry, definitely a solid pick. Um, just watching him, he came for me, he came out of nowhere. Um, his handles, his range, how fluent he is, um, it, it's just amazing what he can do with the basketball, facilitating and just shooting, shooting the lights out of the court. He's, he's a great shooter, and yeah, with Kevin Durant, I just... I don't, he wouldn't be anywhere near my top five either. He that move, it was just, you know. And the thing, the thing is too, like if he, if if the Thunder had had a bit more foresight, him Westbrook and Harden, that would have been unstoppable too. But that's obviously is a what if. Exactly that that would have been. I mean, that's that's how you build a dynasty right there. I mean, they didn't expect. I mean, they're all MVPs. You didn't even see that coming. But, I mean, that that would definitely have been a force to reckon with. Probably multiple championships. Could have been one of the best dynasties ever built. But, like you said, it's definitely a what-if. My number two pick, um, the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Absolutely love watching Kobe play. I mean, just the pure determination to take over a game. And, I mean, when the, when the game is on the line... Um, he wants the ball. He's going to take that shot. He doesn't care if he makes it or misses it. He's going to take that shot, especially his last game um, when they played Utah. He, he uh, scored 60 points at 37 years old. Um, I believe he scored outscored the uh, the Jazz 23-21 to 21 in that fourth quarter. I remember watching that game. He took over that game just said, give me the ball. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to win it. And one of my favorite games to watch. I mean, on top of it, he spent... 20 years, all of them with the Lakers. Uh, he's actually um, holds a record for most seasons with one team, which is, I mean, the loyalty to the city and the team to, you know, build that dynasty to capture those five NBA championships is just something to watch. Kobe was, I I still remember, like 20, 2008, that was a good year for the Celtics, obviously, but 2010, Kobe just absolutely picked the team apart, and he just he had such mastery of basketball. Like he had such control over the game. It was just, I just never felt confident playing him in the postseason. Whether it was Celtics Magic, whoever, it just he just could pick them apart like it was nothing. He's such a pure scorer, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
for my number one selection at right at the top, I have somebody who is completely tied to Kobe Bryant's career. There was so much tension between the two, and you actually listed him earlier in your list. I have Shaquille O'Neal at my number one. He played for the Magic and the Celtics, so obviously that he had that going for him. But and you already you talked so much about what he accomplished in the NBA and what he brought to the game that I'll just talk a little bit about what he's done since he retired and how basically like being an analyst for TNT with Charles Barkley has been a great second life for Shaquille O'Neal's media personality because I have watched the the video clips of him like like trying to run on set and then just tripping and falling and or being pushed into the Christmas tree over and over again because I just think it's hilarious I love watching Shaquille O'Neal fall down that's my favorite. It's it's one of the. It's probably what propelled him to be number one for me because I just love watching him fall. Yeah, and um, he actually was it Charles Barkley. He got into it um, on set, like live. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I I mean that's just the type of player Shaq was. I mean, even as a broadcast analyst, you know, he'll get into it with his co-host. And uh, funny thing is, he was actually down here in, down here in Orlando. DJing at a, uh, I believe it was an EDM concert or something like that. So, I mean, that's just the type of guy is to get up on stage and be a DJ. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's so lovable. Right, right. Definitely, definitely a solid pick for number one. Um, my favorite player, kind of takes after Derrick Rose, their style of play. Um, Russell Westbrook, the Brody. I mean, he's a seven-time All-Star, two-time MVP. Um, just the... The loyalty, again, like Russell Westbrook, Kobe, the loyalty that they have for their their team. Kevin Durant left. They kind of fell apart, dropping. They definitely dropped, barely made that um, AC the year he left. Um, How he goes after Kevin Durant. um, He'll guard him. I mean, just just going after it, always playing with a chip on his shoulder, especially coming off um, the injuries, how he um, definitely rebounded so fast and just – it's the style he plays, how he'll get in the lane no matter what, throwing it down absolutely as hard as he possibly can, just trying to destroy the rim is just what separates him from all the other players. I just love the chip that he plays with on his shoulder. That one time that we played basketball together with uh, with Seth is, uh, I remember thinking when you were just absolutely kicking my ass, that I was like, oh, this is, this play, this style of play is reminiscent to me of Russell Westbrook, like, the ability to do pretty much everything on the court. I just, I was, yeah, that was not not a good look for me athletically, but nothing ever has been. But, you know, Russell Westbrook gets a good pick, averaged the triple-double, obviously. Uh, I never thought Last I'd see Last few years. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd see that. But, uh, yeah, you know, he's, I think he's like the type of point guard that, like, a lot of kids want to emulate. When like if they get if they're point guard on their like their rec basketball teams in high school whatever it may be but Russell Westbrook it's a good a good selection I'm I think, I think of course good list mm-hmm. yeah I mean Thunder's my favorite team I'll go out play with Russell Westbrook try and drop fifty as much as I can I'll score with him I just love playing with him it's just so easy to get to the rim I mean he's just a fun player and you're right like. Uh, playing basketball I like to try and get to the rim as much as possible I, if I could dunk that would be awesome because I would definitely try and break the backboard like he but uh, you know <laughs> God you know vertically challenged a little bit being 5'8 compared to what maybe he's 6'4 whatever it is but you know I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take what I can get 
Uh, well, that, these are good lists. Everybody be sure to tune in for your favorite teams in basketball. Joey, thank you for being here. Oh, yes. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, boy. Wasn't that just a great episode with Joey? I hope you enjoyed listening to it. It really it really does. It just makes my heart warm to talk to Joey again. I like, I miss that guy, you know? Joey, if you're listening to this, I really do miss you. Hope to see you soon. Should be back. Planning to come back. That's a dream. And, of course, if you like this podcast, go back. You can check out some of my other podcasts I've done. We've done some other sports-type ones in the past. We've done sports when it comes to... We did football with Caleb Cleveland and Pete Peterson. We did some baseball with Dustin Beach. Some tennis with Liz. A lot of sports options out there if you like sports. Don't be afraid to go back into the archives, check out some sports podcasts that are just like this one. And there's a lot of other good content out there for you, too, including some new hosts coming to the Trumbull Horror Movie Podcast. That's going to be something to listen to, especially in October with Halloween. Movie commentary up now, Jason X. We'll have some other movie commentaries up there, too, I'm pretty sure. And don't forget, bodybuilding.com. Check out the network. Bodybuilding.com, it's a great company, great company, one of the best companies, I honestly, I still, I'm almost done tattooing my entire body, just gotta get the bottom of those feet, you know, it's hard with the arches, and sometimes I need, like, orthopedics, that's okay, that's okay, we all, we're all about the orthopedics here at Goodbye Mellow Brick Road, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week, I don't know what we're doing next week yet, but I promise you, it's gonna be a good one, you'll love it. Thank you again to Joey. Thank you, Joey. All right, goodbye.